Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shirman Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak at Shalom and I own Masachat Shabbat Dafyod Bet Amud Bet. Uh, continuing with our analysis of the third Mishnah of this, the first parak, we saw in the Mishnah that there is a prohibition against reading on Shabbat by the light of Ner Shabbat, uh, because you may turn it in order to get more oil and increase the light. Even if it is two stories high, meaning inaccessible, two stories away from you, even two saddle lengths or two longs, mirdat uh, is a stick that they would use uh, in ranching, even if it's two stick heights above you, even ten houses, and there's no matter how high away, you can't use that lamp. Now, the implication is that only if you're reading alone, you can't you can't do it. If there's two people together, then you may. We have a bright that says even two may not. It's very practical. He says, if you're reading one thing together, then you may read, because if one guy comes to increase the light, the other guy will remind him, it's Shabbat. If it's two separate things, then you may not. Ravuna says, if you have a bonfire going, even ten people may not, because they won't be able to see each other. Uh, and, uh, and then stop each other. But if you have an Adam Chashuv, who has a candle, then he may read by it because he's too important to himself engage in increasing the light. He won't uh, slip because he typically won't do that. So, Maitre, we have a challenge to that. Elisha brings an example to how important it is to follow Xerot Chazal from an, a confession about his own behavior. He says, I said I will read and I won't forget and I won't tip it. One time he read and he, um, and he almost uh, tipped the lamp. He almost forgot. There's another version. He actually did. We assume this is after Shabbat. He wrote that on a notebook. So here's an Adam Chashuv. And he did himself tip it on Shabbat. When the Beit HaMikdash is rebuilt, I owe a korban chatat, a big fat chatat. So that either means that he did violate it, or he almost violated it, but either way we see that this uh, exception for the Adam Chashuv shouldn't work. So Rabbi Abba Shani, Rabbi Shwaban Elisha, who am I seeing on small divrei Torah kehediot? He said that Rabbi Shwaban Elisha is a different story. Even though he's an Adam Chashuv, when it comes to the study of Torah, he treats himself like a regular guy. In other words, he doesn't expect someone else to come and help him read or turn the light for him, and he doesn't put on affectations, and therefore that's why he forgot. Tani Chada, Shamash Bodei Kosodu Kerot Lohaner. According to one Brita, a Shamash, a servant, may check cups. Another brighter says he may not. So depends if he's the regular guy. If he's the regular guy, then he uh, he's afraid of having things be dirty. He's going to be very very careful about that. He'll forget about Shabbat. A guy who's just filling in won't be so careful, so he'll remember Shabbat. The other version is that they're both a regular Shabbat. If it's oil, then he'll turn it. If it's uh, nafta, which is a smelly kerosene, he won't because he won't want to handle it. 
So now let's take though that, and by the way, this is a, a, uh, one of different versions of the text of the Gir, Girsaot. According to the one we have, What if you have a stand-in Shamash who we're lenient with, but it's oil? So Rav Halacha Vein Morinkain. Rav says the Halacha is that he may, but we don't publicly and, uh, allow it. He said, yes, we actually do allow it. Here's a story. He came to Ravasi's house. Uh, he saw that the servant, Ravasi's servant, got up, and he was actually checking by the light of the candle. So his own wife said to him, you don't do that. He holds like his Rebbe. Ravasi is a Talmud of Rav. And Rav said that evidently this, uh, this Shamash was not the regular guy. He said he may do it. Okay. We said that the Chazan may look. And then he said he may not look. Uh, my lovely crow, doesn't it mean that he may read? He can look to take a peek to see tomorrow when he's going to read from the Torah where he has to start from. But he can't read the whole thing. Where kids would actually read the whole thing. Uh, by the light of the Ner Shabbat. Maybe it means they just looked at the beginnings. Meaning, where does it start? Could be that kids themselves are different. They're so afraid of their teacher that they are not going to make any mistake and move anything without permission. Okay, we said at the end of the Mishnah that similarly a Zav may not eat with a Zava because they may come to, uh, in their being alone, on their uh, in intimacy and forget about their status, may have relations. Look how much Tahara has spread. Look, it's a beautiful thing. We didn't say that a man can't eat with his wife who's Tmeah, because that everybody avoids, meaning to do so privately. That's the one we had to deal with. Said that if you have two zavim, but one is a parush who's careful about tuharav uh, tuma and masrot, should not eat with a zav who's an amaritz who's not careful about those things because they may become too comfortable with each other. Who cares if they're friendly with each other? We're concerned that the amaritz may feed the parush things that are tamei. What do you mean? The guy's a zav; he's eating everything he's eating is tamei. Abaye said, where the concern is that this Amaharetz may give the parush food which is not metukan from Asrot. And even though you're a Zav, you still have to eat uh, stuff that's metukan. You can't eat Tevel. This is a shita we've seen of Rav's many times. Of Rav's many times. We'll see it again in the second parak. That really Dmai is a, is a takana for a very, very uh, faint ex- uh, concern that our mayors don't separate Masrod. For the most part, they do. So what's the problem here? Maybe they'll become friends, and then the when they're both tahor, the amaharitz will feed the parush things that are tamei. Okay, byelu nida Can Nida sleep with her husband as long as they're both dressed? So I'm Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef, this is going to come around to our to our text, what we call Vakter Sugya. Rav Yosef tries to solve it first from Mishnah Chulin. 
Toshma, of members only prohibited to be eaten with milk, midrabanan. He said you could bring fowl and cheese up on the same table, veno nechal, Okay, but uh, Bechamai says that you could have them on the same table, just can't eat them together, obviously. Bechilal, take the stringent position. You can't have them on the same table. And following Bechilal, that would mean that the same thing here, that even though uh, they are separated, nonetheless, they can't be in the bed together. It's different because it's one person with two foods that are prohibited together. It's only one person. Here, there's two people that remind each other. And it makes sense that if there are deot, meaning different people there, to remind each other, it's okay. Because at the end of that mission, if you have two guests at the same rooming house, they can eat at one table, not just fowl, but meat, and one can eat cheese. There's no problem, because they'll remind each other, and they won't share with each other. But wait a second, and that statement we said is only true if they don't know each other. But if they do know each other, then they're not allowed to because they'll share with each other. And no Makiwin said any new obviously husband or wife know each other. So let's think about it. In the case of the food, there's Deot Shinoileka, but there's nothing odd that would remind them because they're eating together. Here, there's two people, plus there's something shinu, which is they're both dressed. So, ikadamri, and dress doesn't mean have to be, mean uh, they're wearing fancy clothes, it just means they have clothes on. Ikadamri, there's another version of this, which is very similar to what we had. So, kind of skipped, skipped two of the steps of the previous sugi version. And got to this, and again, it's the same result. So we still haven't solved it. So we come to our Mishnah. And there you see, Azav and Azava can't eat together because uh, they may end up getting uh, too intimate. Again, there, there are two people, but they're not doing anything in an odd way that would remind them. So Toshma, we have a Brita that quotes this Pasuk in Yechezkel about the uh, great Sadiq whose father was a Rasha and said, He did not defile his fellow's wife, in other words, adultery, nor did he come close to a Nida, which we assume is his own wife. So you see that his own wife, a Nida, is compared to Eshet Reu. Obviously, you can't sleep with another fellow's wife, even though you're both in your clothes. Same thing with your own wife, who's in Nida. This seems to be at odds with Rabbi Padat's position. The Torah only forbade, really, sexual contact. Now, Ula, Kaviatim Beirav, it seems that Ula had uh, that position in practice because of Anashik Lolachvate, when he would come home from being away as a, as a student, he would embrace his sisters and he would kiss them, Abe Chadaihu, either on their, embrace them on their chest perhaps, from Abe Yadaihu, or he'd kiss them on their hands. 
who pliga de day de day. And by the way, Ulo seemed to be going against his own stated position. Damar Ula filu shum korvasur. You really shouldn't have any sort of physical contact. Mishum lech lech amri nazira schor schor lechamar lotikrav. Just like we tell a nazir, you walk around the vineyard, you don't walk right through. So in the same way, you don't come too close uh, as so as to avoid it. Okay. So Tanya Beliya, we have we end up with a story that supports this latter position, the stringent position. There was a student who studied Mishnayot, studied Tanakh, Shemesh Tamin Chachamim Rabbi, learned Gemara, Umeit Pachatzerim Avi died very early. His wife in mourning was walking around from Beit Midrash to Beit Midrash with his tefillin. She would say to everybody she met there. The Torah says the Torah is the length of your life. My husband studied so much. Why did he die uh, half his days? Nobody could answer. It seems to be Eliyahu talking. I stayed with her. I roomed at her house. She told me that whole thing, that whole story. So I asked her. How did he behave with you when you were in Nida? He didn't even touch you with his little finger. What was he like with you? Like we were counting seven Nikim as a Zava. So she answered, He ate with me, he drank with me, he slept with me, we even flesh against flesh. But nothing else. In other words, uh, he kept it uh, what they call platonic. My answer to her was, it's a good thing he died. God should be blessed for killing him. He did not show proper deference to the Torah. You have to stay away from a woman who's in Nida. And he didn't. So Rav Dimi came from Eretz Yisrael and told us that in Eretz Yisrael, they have one big bed in Eretz Yisrael. The husband and wife sleep together, and they just sleep uh, away from each other in one bed. I mean, somebody else have seen him of sik that she wears something to keep them from having contact, or at least sexual contact, with each other. Okay, we'll pause at this point and we'll pick it up with the fourth Mishnah, um, which is the famous Mishnah about the 18 decrees of Beit Shammai. In the meantime, pause, wish everybody a wonderful day.